This is the old Trailblazer broadcast coming out once again with another message from God's Word on the old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendarver. We've been here with you folks a long, long time, and uh, I praise the Lord for each one of you who helped help me with the broadcast, support the broadcast, and write me and tell me that you appreciate these messages. We're bringing this series now on the soon coming or the coming of the Antichrist. We're looking there quite extensively already. In our last study, we saw that uh, the Antichrist will be a successful ruler, according to Revelation 3, 7, 13, 7. Let's read. And it was given unto him to make war with the saints and to overcome them. And power was given him over all kindreds and tongues and nations. I've often been asked this question, Pastor, will there be anybody saved during the tribulation period? And the answer is yes. In the seventh chapter of Revelation, we're told that there will be 144,000 Jews saved and a number of Gentiles, which no man can number. But let me tell you one thing. Those of you who have a chance to be saved now, if you turn it down, if you go away unsaved, you will be one of the first ones to line up with the Antichrist and receive the mark of it in your forehead or your right hand. That's scary, isn't it, my friend? For he causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive, listen now, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads. Revelation 13, 16. We looked at that in our last study. We're just going back over a couple of, couple of thoughts. Everyone who receives this mark is doomed for hell, according to Revelation 19, 20. Because it says, them that had the, the, uh, received the mark of the beast were cast alive, alive, A-L-I-V-E, alive. Them that had received the mark of the beast were cast alive into the lake of fire, burning with brimstone. I know folks will rise up and say, don't listen to that old trailblazer. Don't listen to old Pendarvis. Listen, but brother, I'm warning you. Sister, I'm warning you. I'm showing you from God's word what's coming up on this earth. Are you ready to die? I asked you that in our last session. Are you ready to go out to meet the Lord? Are you willing to meet the Lord on your testimony, my friend? Oh, I've heard the most, some of the most ridiculous uh, people talking about their, their testimony. Well, I joined the church when I was seven years old, and I was baptized. Isn't that salvation? I made a decision for Jesus. Isn't that salvation? No. The answer to that is certainly no. Do you have anything that will stand at the judgment bar of God, my friend? Will, will you, do you have anything? Now, listen. Oh, listen. Uh, we are... Uh, I've often told you things that I've heard before. Let me tell you, I picked up this story a long time ago down here somewhere. It was a pleasant resort. One morning, the storm warning went out, and the storm would strike the coastline at midnight. <clears throat> An old pilot from New Orleans, so the story goes, got in his boat and went down to the mouth of the river up the coast to Chenier Island just as the storm began to strike at the mouth of the river. The tide had begun to come in as he made his way. Hundreds of them, hundreds of them in a great uh, pleasure resort were having the time of their lives, dancing, drinking, having a great time after the flesh. 
That old man stood there and warned them, crying, Come on, folks. Come on, let's get out. The storm's coming. The storm's coming. He stood there and cried as he pled with them, Let's get out. The waves broke up on them, and the waters arose. They went up on the next floor. They said, No, we're not going. We're having a good time, and we can't go. Finally, the old boatman had to leave to get his boat uh, before it was dashed to pieces. Next morning, upon the surface of the water floated many, many corpses, my friend. Let me ask you, are you ready to die? Are you ready to die? I think often about the story of the Titanic. That great old ship that was made over there, I believe, in England, was going to make its maiden voyage to America. He said, sung the song, couldn't be sunk, couldn't be sunk. I don't know how many people were on it. I've read the story once or twice. But the story goes that up there somewhere in the North Atlantic Ocean, that great old ship, they think, struck an iceberg, a submerged iceberg, and began to sink. And all the time, the, the, many of the folks were getting off on the lifeboats and all those things. But the story goes, it's been a long time since I read it, the story goes that about 1,500 people died, drowned in that boat. But it also tells how the gambling gambling party was in the lower part of the boat and those folks kept up, kept up dancing and singing and shouting and drinking and playing uh, gambling as the boat went down. They didn't even know it. Oh, my friend, let me ask you something. Are you ready to die? Are you ready to die? I hold out no hope to you being saved during the tribulation period if you turn down the gospel now. There is no hope. Let me ask you again, friend. Are you ready to die? I can't get away from it. I'm, I'm just, my heart is grieved. I'm warning you. The storm clouds are lowering. You can laugh. You can say I'm too hard if you want to. You can call me crazy if you want to. But I'm pleading with you to turn to the Lord while time and opportunity awaits. If you should go into the tribulation period and be saved then, it would mean that you would, listen, it means that you would be put to death. You'd be die like a martyr at the hand of the Antichrist. Now, let's go ahead. Let's look. Let's notice the end of the Antichrist. Let's notice the end of the Antichrist. Dan 8, Daniel 8, 25 says, He shall be broken without, without hand. Without hand. In first, Second Thessalonians 2, 8 says, whom, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth, and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. Let's turn to Revelation 19 and verse 20. And we find that when the Lord Jesus Christ, who is a King of kings and Lord of lords, shall meet the Antichrist face to face, he shall be taken, and with him the false prophet that wrought miracles before him. These both were cast alive, alive, there's that word again, alive, into the lake of fire which burneth with brimstone. My friend, can you, can you feel the, the pathos that I'm bringing to this ministry, to this message at this time? The pathos. He cast, they were cast into the lake of fire, my friend. Listen, you better stop, my friend, and make your calling and election sure, according to 1 Peter 1.10. Do you have a religion? Do you have religion without life? Do you have a profession without Christ? Do you know him who died on Calvary's cross as a sinner's substitute? As your substitute? Buried as a sinner's scapegoat? 
as your scapegoat and risen as a believer's justifier? Let me ask you, have you been justified, my friend? I know that's a legal term, but it means it's just as if you had never sinned. Do you know the Lord this morning, my friend, or tonight? Or, or listen, 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 man. Do you know him or you just know about him? Do you know Christ or do you just have church membership? I know scores of folks who base their salvation on being a member of the big church. Man asked me one day there in the tabernacle in New Orleans, said, how you get the member to be a member of this church? We don't do those things. We don't keep a roll of who, who comes and who goes. I told him, I said, just be here Sunday morning when the church door open, you'll be a member. That's right. Oh, listen, listen. My friend, what do you have to stand on? Is your foundation sure? Is your salvation secure? Do you know the Lord? Do you know Christ? I know I'm honing in on that at this time, but I'm throwing everything I have at you, my friend. Turn to the Lord and live. Listen, now let's contrast the end of the Antichrist with the future of the Lord Jesus Christ. According to 2 Corinthians 8 and 9, Christ became poor that we might become rich. Christ humbled himself and became obedient unto death that we, through his death, might be made the sons of God. Forty days after his resurrection, he left Mount Olive and went back to heaven, sitting there on the right hand of God the Father. In Ephesians 1.20 through 23, we are told, Listen, when God raised him from the dead, he set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principalities and powers and might. And listen, now listen, and doctrine, the dominion. Ever name that is named, not only in this world, but also in the world which is to come, and hath put all things under his feet, speaking of the Lord, gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him, that filleth all in all. Then in Acts 2.36, the old apostle Peter, standing there on the day of Pentecost, <clears throat> in the face of the nation of Jews, said, Listen, therefore let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God has raised him, assuredly that God has made that same Jesus which ye have crucified, both Lord and Christ. Yes, yes, you can spurn the name of Christ if you want to. You can make fun. You can belittle, of his, belittle the Lordship if you please. But listen, Jehovah God has made him both Lord and Christ, and he is exalted. His name is exalted above every name. Philippians 2.9 says, Wherefore, wherefore, God also has highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of things in heaven, things in earth, and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. Romans 14.11 says, For it is written, As I live, saith the Lord, every knee shall bow, to me, and every tongue shall confess to God. Oh, my friend, 
I wish I had another hour while we're at it this, at this time. But I, I know I don't. We'd be back tomorrow at the same time. But I asked you, would you help us with the broadcast just a little bit? We're bringing you, thus saith the Lord. We don't, we don't compromise God's word. The, 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 the motto of this ministry here is to preach Christ as he is to men as they are. We don't bite our tongue. I tell my young listeners, our young uh, preachers maybe out there somewhere, get a, get a broomstick up your backbone and preach the gospel. Don't be, don't be influenced by these modern theologians who, who all oh, they believe in the fatherhood of God and the brotherhood of man. That don't mean a thing in this world, my friend. If you don't know the Lord, you headed for hell. If you don't know the Lord, if you've never been saved, no, not that you've been baptized and those things, that's okay. But listen, if you never, if you don't, if you haven't come to know the Lord as your Lord and as your Savior and as your scapegoat, as your substitute, then you headed for hell. I'll tell you, my friend, I don't bite my tongue. No, because I, you know why? Because I'm responsible. One day I will be tested. I'll be, I'll be, I'll be uh, questioned. Was I true to your soul? You won't be able to stand there and say, well, old Pendarvis wasn't true to me. He didn't tell me about this hellfire. Like the old man in hell, he said, Father Abraham, send Lazarus. Dip his finger in water. Just dip his finger in water and cool my tongue because I'm burning up. Oh, I'm tormented in these flames. You don't believe in hell. What does that mean to you, my friend? It just because you don't believe it don't mean it's not so. No, sir, but the old trailblazer going to be true to you time after time, day after day. I'm just an old sinner saved by grace. But remember, the Lord loves sinners. Remember my mailing address, the old trailblazer, post office box 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. And my phone number here, call me, will you? Area code 225-664-8658. And if you would help me with the broadcast just a little, man sent me this other day a call. Uh, call a coffee can with $100, with $20. And he said, Pastor, that's all I had was $20. But I'll tell you about that in our next study, in our next lesson. But remember, we'll be back here tomorrow morning, with a, t- tomorrow with another session. It may be morning, it may be night. But remember, may the Lord's blessings rest upon you. Until next time, goodbye and God bless you.